section twenty five of psychology of the unconscious by carl jung this librivox recording is in the public domain section twenty five chapter seven part three this analogy causes us to cast a glance at the song of siegfried especially at the relation of siegfried and brunhilde it is a well-recognized fact that brunhilde the valkyr gives protection to the birth incestuous of siegfried but while sieglinde is the human mother brunhilde has the role of spiritual mother mother imago however unlike hera towards hercules she is not a pursuer but benevolent this sin in which she is an accomplice by means of the help she renders is the reason for her banishment by wotan the strange birth of siegfried from the sister-wife distinguishes him as horus as the reborn son a reincarnation of the retreating osiris wotan the birth of the young son of the hero results indeed from mankind who however are merely the human bearers of the cosmic symbolism thus the birth is protected by the spirit mother hera lilith she sends sieglinde with the child in her womb mary's flight on the night journey on the sea to the east onward hasten turn to the east o woman thou cherishest the sublimest hero of the world in thy sheltering womb the motive of dismemberment is found again in the broken sword of siegmund which was kept for siegfried from the dismemberment life is pieced together again the medea wonder just as a smith forges the pieces together so is the dismembered dead again put together this comparison is also found in Tomius of plato the parts of the world joined together with pegs in the rig veda ten seventy two the creator of the world brahmanaspati is a smith brahmanaspati as a blacksmith welded the world together the sword has the significance of the phallic sun power therefore a sword proceeds from the mouth of the apocalyptic christ that is to say the procreative fire the word or the procreative logos in rig veda brahmanaspati is also a prayer word which possessed an ancient creative significance and this prayer of the singers expanding from itself became a cow which was already there before the world dwelling together in the womb of this god foster children of the same keeper are the gods rigveda ten thirty one the logos became a cow that is to say the mother who is pregnant with the gods in christian uncanonical fantasies where the holy ghost has feminine significance we have the well-known motive of the two mothers the earthly mother mary and the spiritual mother the holy ghost the transformation 
of the logos into the mother is not remarkable in itself because the origin of the phenomenon fire speech seems to be the mother libido according to the discussion in the earlier chapter the spiritual is the mother libido the significance of the sword in the sanskrit conception tejas is probably partly determined by its sharpness as is shown above in its connection with the libido conception the motive of pursuit the pursuing sieglinde analogous to leto is not here bound up with the spiritual mother but with wotan therefore corresponding to the linos legend where the father of the wife is also the pursuer wotan is also the father of brunhilde brunhilde stands in a peculiar relation to wotan brunhilde says to wotan thou speakest to the will of wotan by telling me what thou wishest who am i were i not thy will wotan i take counsel only with myself when i speak with thee brunhilde is also somewhat the angel of the face that creative will or word emanating from god also the logos which became the child-bearing woman god created the world through his word that is to say his mother the woman who is to bring him forth again he lays his own egg this peculiar conception it seems to me can be explained by assuming that the libido overflowing into speech thought has preserved its sexual character to an extraordinary degree as a result of the inherent inertia in this way the word had to execute and fulfil all that was denied to the sexual wish namely the return into the mother in order to attain eternal duration the word fulfils this wish by itself becoming the daughter the wife the mother of the god who brings him forth anew wagner has this idea vaguely in his mind in wotan's lament over brunhilde none as she knew my inmost thought none knew the source of my will as she she herself was the creating womb of my wish and so now she has broken the blessed union brunhilde's sin is the favouring of siegmund but behind this lies incest this is projected into the brother-sister relation of siegmund and sieglinde in reality and archaically expressed wotan the father has entered into his self-created daughter in order to rejuvenate himself but this fact must of course be veiled wotan is rightly indignant with brunhilde for she has taken the isis role and through the birth of the son has deprived the old man of his power the first attack of the death serpent in the form of the son siegmund wotan has repelled he has broken siegmund's sword but siegmund rises again in a grandson this inevitable fate is always helped by the woman hence the wrath of wotan at siegfried's birth sieglinde dies as is proper the foster-mother is apparently not a woman but a chthonic god a crippled dwarf 
who belongs to that tribe which renounces love the egyptian god of the underworld the crippled shadow of osiris who celebrated a melancholy resurrection in the sexless semi-ape harpocrates is the tutor of horus who has to avenge the death of his father meanwhile brunhilde sleeps the enchanted sleep like a hieroscamos upon a mountain where wotan has put her to sleep with the magic thorn etta surrounded by the flames of wotan's fire equal to libido which wards off every one but mime becomes siegfried's enemy and wills his death through fafner here mime's dynamic nature is revealed he is a masculine representation of the terrible mother also a foster-mother of demoniac nature who places the poisonous worm typhon in her son's horus's path siegfried's longing for the mother drives him away from mime and his travels begin with the mother of death and lead through vanquishing the terrible mother to the woman siegfried off with the imp i ne'er would see him more might i but know what my mother was like that will my thought never tell me her eyes tender light surely did shine like the soft eyes of the doe siegfried decides to separate from the demon which was the mother in the past and he gropes forward with the longing directed towards the mother nature acquires a hidden maternal significance for him doe in the tones of nature he discovers a suggestion of the maternal voice and the maternal language siegfried thou gracious birdling strange art thou to me dost thou in the wood here dwell ah would that i could take thy meaning thy song something would say perchance of my loving mother this psychology we have already encountered in hiawatha by means of his dialogue with the bird bird like wind and arrow represents the wish the winged longing siegfried entices fafner from the cave his desires turn back to the mother and the chthonic demon the cave-dwelling terror of the woods appears fafner is the protector of the treasure in his cave lies the hoard the source of life and power the mother possesses the libido of the son and jealously does she guard it translated into psychological language this means the positive transference succeeds only through the release of the libido from the mother imago the incestuous object in general only in this manner is it possible to gain one's libido the incomparable treasure and this requires a mighty struggle the whole battle of adaptation the siegfried legend has abundantly described the outcome of this battle with fafner according to the edda siegfried eats fafner's heart the seed of life he wins the magic cap through whose power all beric had changed himself into a serpent this refers to the motive of casting the skin rejuvenation by means of the magic cap one can vanish and assume different shapes the vanishing probably refers to dying and to the invisible presence that is existence in the mother's womb a luck bringing cap 
amniotic covering the new-born child occasionally wears over his head the call moreover siegfried drinks the dragon's blood which makes it possible for him to understand the language of birds and consequently he enters into a peculiar relation with nature a dominating position the result of his knowledge and finally wins the treasure hort is a mediaeval and old high german word with the meaning of collected and guarded treasure gothic husd old scandinavian hod germanic hasda from pre-germanic husdho for kudfo the concealed klug as to this the greek netho and netho equals to hide to conceal also hut hut to guard english hide germanic root hud from indo-germanic kuth questionable to greek netho and nathos cavity feminine genitals prelwitz to traces gothic hudsd anglo-saxon hide english hide and hoard to greek netho whitley stokes traces english hide anglo-saxon hyden new high german hutta latin kudo equals helmet sanskrit kuhara cave to primitive celtic kudo equals concealment latin occultatio the assumption of klug is also supported in other directions namely from the point of view of the primitive idea there exists in athens a sacred place a Taminos of g with a surname olympia here the ground is torn open for about a yard in width and they say after the flood at the time of deucalion that the water receded here and every year they throw into the fissure wheat meal kneaded with honey we have observed previously that among the aratophorian pastry in the form of snakes and phalli was thrown into a crevice in the earth this was mentioned in connection with the ceremonies of fertilizing the earth we have touched slightly already upon the sacrifice in the earth crevice among the vatschandis the flood of death has passed characteristically into the crevice of the earth that is back into the mother again because from the mother the universal great death has come in the first place the flood is simply the counterpart of the vivifying and all-producing water in greek ocean who arose to be the producer of all one sacrifices the honey-cake to the mother so that she may spare one from death thus every year in rome a gold sacrifice was thrown into the lacus courteous into the former fissure in the earth which could only be closed through the sacrificial death of courteous he was the typical hero who has journeyed into the underworld in order to conquer the danger threatening the roman state from the opening of the abyss caeneus amphiaros in the amphiarion of oropos those healed through the temple incubation threw their gifts of gold into the sacred well of which pausanias says if any one is healed of a sickness through a saying of the oracle then it is customary to throw a silver or gold coin into the well because here amphiaros has ascended as a god it is probable 
that this oropic well is also the place of his katabasis descent into the lower world there were many entrances into hades in antiquity thus near eleusis there was an abyss through which iodineus passed up and down when he kidnapped cora dragon and maiden the libido overcome by resistance life replaced by death there were crevices in the rocks through which souls could ascend to the upper world behind the temple of Cathonia in her myony lay a sacred district of pluto with a ravine through which hercules had brought up cerberus in addition there was an acherusian lake this ravine was therefore the entrance to the place where death was conquered the lake also belongs here as a further mother symbol for symbols appear massed together as they are surrogates and therefore do not afford the same satisfaction of desire as accorded by reality so that the unsatisfied remnant of the libido must seek still further symbolic outlets the ravine in the areopagus in athens was considered the seat of inhabitants of the lower world an old grecian custom suggests a similar idea girls were sent into a cavern where a poisonous snake dwelt as a test of virginity if they were bitten by the snake it was a token that they were no longer chaste we find this same motive again in the roman legend of st sylvester at the end of the fifth century in latin there was a huge dragon on mount tarpeus where the capitolium stands once a month with sacrilegious maidens the priest descended three hundred and sixty-five steps into the hell of this dragon carrying the expiatory offerings of food for the dragon then the dragon suddenly and unexpectedly arose and though he did not come out he poisoned the air with his breath thence came the mortality of man and the deeper sorrow for the death of the children when for the defence of truth st sylvester had had a conflict with a heathen it came to this that the heathen said sylvester go down to the dragon and in the name of thy god make him desist from the killing of mankind st peter appeared to sylvester in a dream and advised him to close his door to the underworld with chains according to the model in revelation chapter twenty one and i saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand two and he laid hold on the dragon that old serpent which is the devil and satan and bound him a thousand years three and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him the anonymous author of a writing de promissionibus of the beginning of the fifth century mentions a very similar legend in latin near the city of rome there was a certain cavern in which appeared a dragon of remarkable size mechanically produced brandishing a sword in his mouth his eyes glittering like gems fearful and terrible hither came virgins every year devoted to this service adorned with flowers who were given to him in sacrifice bringing these gifts they unknowingly descended the steps to a point where with diabolical cunning the dragon was suspended striking those who came a blow with the sword so that the innocent blood was shed now there was a certain 
monk who on account of his good deeds was well known to stilicho the patrician he killed this dragon as follows he examined each separate step carefully both with a rod and his own hand until discovering the false step he exposed the diabolical fraud then jumping over this step he went down and killed the dragon cutting him to pieces demonstrating that one who could be destroyed by human hand could not be a divinity the hero battling with the dragon has much in common with the dragon and also he takes over his qualities for example invulnerability as the footnotes show the similarity is carried still further sparkling eyes sword in his mouth translated psychologically the dragon is merely the son's repressed longing striving towards the mother therefore the son is the dragon as even christ is identified with the serpent which once upon a time similia similibus had controlled the snake plague in the wilderness john three fourteen as a serpent he is to be crucified that is to say as one striving backwards towards the mother he must die hanging or suspended on the mother tree christ and the dragon of the antichrist are in the closest contact in the history of their appearance and their cosmic meaning compare Bouasset, the antichrist the legend of the dragon concealed in the antichrist myth belongs to the life of the hero and therefore is immortal in none of the newer forms of myth are the pairs of opposites so perceptibly near as in that of christ and antichrist i refer to the remarkable psychologic description of this problem in marischkowski's romance leonardo da vinci that the dragon is only an artifice is a useful and delightfully rationalistic conceit which is most significant for that period in this way the dismal gods were effectually vulgarized the schizophrenic insane readily make use of this mechanism in order to depreciate efficient personalities one often hears the stereotyped lament it is all a play artificial made up etc a dream of a schizophrenic is most significant he is sitting in a dark room which has only a single small window through which he can see the sky the sun and moon appear but they are only made artificially from oil paper denial of the deleterious incest influence the descent of the three hundred and sixty-five steps refers to the sun's course to the cavern of death and rebirth that this cavern actually stands in a relation to the subterranean mother of death can be shown by a note in malalas the historian of antioch who relates that diocletian consecrated there a crypt to hecate to which one descends by three hundred and sixty-five steps cave mysteries seem to have been celebrated for hecate in samothrace as well the serpent also played a great part as a regular symbolic attribute in the service of hecate the mysteries of hecate flourished in rome towards the end of the fourth century so that the two foregoing legends might indeed relate to her cult hecate is a real spectral goddess of night and phantoms amar she is represented as writing and in hesiod occurs as the patron of writers she sends the horrible nocturnal fear phantom the impusa of whom aristophanes says that she appears enclosed in a bladder swollen with blood according to libanius the mother of an 
kynes is also called impusa for the reason that out of dark places she rushes on children and women impusa like hecate has peculiar feet one foot is made of brass the other of ass dung hecate has snake-like feet which as in the triple form ascribed to hecate points to her phallic libido nature in trals hecate appears next to priapus there is also a hecate aphrodisius her symbols are the key the whip the snake the dagger and the torch as mother of death dogs accompany her the significance of which we have previously discussed at length as guardian of the door of hades and as goddess of dogs she is a threefold form and really identified with cerberus thus hercules in bringing up cerberus brings the conquered mother of death into the upper world as spirit mother moon she sends madness lunacy this mythical observation states that the mother sends madness by far the majority of the cases of insanity consist in fact in the domination of the individual by the material of the incest fantasy in the mysteries of cerberus a rod called in greek white-leaved was broken off this rod protected the purity of virgins and caused any one who touched the plant to become insane we recognize in this the motive of the sacred tree which as mother must not be touched an act which only an insane person would commit hecate as nightmare appears in the form of impusa in a vampire role or as lamia as devourer of men perhaps also in that more beautiful guise the bride of corinth she is the mother of all charms and witches the patron of medea because the power of the terrible mother is magical and irresistible working upward from the unconscious in greek syncretism she plays a very significant role she is confused with artemis who also has the surname in greek far shooting hecate the one striking at a distance or striking according to her will in which we recognize again her superior power artemis is the huntress with hounds and so hecate through confusion with her becomes in greek the wild nocturnal huntress god as huntsman see above she has her name in common with apollo in greek far shooting the far darting from the standpoint of the libido theory this connection is easily understandable because apollo merely symbolizes the more positive side of the same amount of libido the confusion of hecate with brimo as subterranean mother is understandable also with persephone and rhea the primitive all-mother intelligible through the maternal significance is the confusion with elithia the midwife hecate is also the direct goddess of births in greek goddess of birth the multiplier of cattle and goddess of marriage hecate orphically occupies the centre of the world as aphrodite and gaia even as the world soul in general on a carved gem she is represented carrying the cross on her head the beam on which the criminal was scourged is called in greek hecate to her as to the roman trivia the triple roads or shide veg 
forked road or crossways were dedicated and where roads branch off or unite sacrifices of dogs were brought her there the bodies of the executed were thrown the sacrifice occurs at the point of crossing etymologically shida sheath for example sword sheath sheath for watershed and sheath for vagina is identical with shiden to split or to separate the meaning of a sacrifice at this place would therefore be as follows to offer something to the mother at the place of junction or at the fissure compare the sacrifice to the chthonic gods in the abyss the taminos of gay the abyss and the well are easily understood as the gates of life and death past which every one gladly creeps faust and sacrifices there his obolus or his in greek sacrificial cakes offered to the gods instead of his body just as hercules soothed cerberus with the honey cakes compare with this the mythical significance of the dog thus the crevice at delphi with the spring castalia was the seat of the chthonic dragon python who was conquered by the sun hero apollo python incited by hera pursued leta pregnant with apollo but she on the floating island of delos nocturnal journey on the sea gave birth to her child who later slew the python that is to say conquered in it the spirit mother in hierapolis edessa the temple was erected above the crevice through which the flood had poured out and in jerusalem the foundation stone of the temple covered the great abyss just as christian churches are frequently built over caves grottoes wells etc in the mithra grotto and all the other sacred caves up to the christian catacombs which owe their significance not to the legendary persecutions but to the worship of the dead we come across the same fundamental motive the burial of the dead in a holy place in the garden of the dead in cloisters crypts etc is restitution to the mother with a certain hope of resurrection by which such burial is rightfully rewarded the animal of death which dwells in the cave had to be soothed in early times through human sacrifices later with natural gifts therefore the attic custom gives to the dead the offering to pacify the dog of hell the three-headed monster at the gate of the underworld a more recent elaboration of the natural gifts seems to be the obelisk for charon who is therefore designated by rhoda as the second cerberus corresponding to the egyptian dog-faced god anubis dog and serpent of the underworld dragon are likewise identical in the tragedies the erinyes are serpents as well as dogs the serpents tycon and echidna are parents of the serpents hydra the dragon of the hesperides and gorgo and of the dog cerberus orthrus scylla serpents and dogs are also protectors of the treasure the chthonic god was probably always a serpent dwelling in a cave and was fed with in greek ritual sacrificial food offered to the gods in the asclepiadian of the later period the sacred serpents were scarcely visible meaning that they probably existed only figuratively 
nothing was left but the hole in which the snake was said to dwell there the in greek ritual sacrificial food offered to the gods were placed later the obelisk was thrown in the sacred cavern in the temple of kos consisted of a rectangular pit upon which was laid a stone lid with a square hole this arrangement serves the purpose of a treasure-house the snake-hole had become a slit for money a sacrificial box and the cave had become a treasure that this development which herzog traces agrees excellently with the actual condition is shown by a discovery in the temple of aesculapius and hygeia in ptolemaeus an encoiled granite snake with arched neck was found in the middle of the coil is seen a narrow slit polished by usage just large enough to allow a coin of four centimetres diameter at most to fall through at the side are holes for handles to lift the heavy pieces the under half of which is used as a cover herzog ibid page two twelve the serpent as protector of the horde now lies on the treasure-house the fear of the maternal womb of death has become the guardian of the treasure of life that the snake in this connection is really a symbol of death that is to say of the dead libido results from the fact that the souls of the dead like the chthonic gods appear as serpents as dwellers in the kingdom of the mother of death this development of symbol allows us to recognize easily the transitions of the originally very primitive significance of the crevice in the earth as mother to the meaning of treasure-house and can therefore support the etymology of hort hoard treasure as suggested by clude in greek means the innermost womb of the earth hades or as clude adds is of similar meaning cavity or womb prowitz does not mention this connection thick however compares new high german hort gothic husd to armenian kust abdomen church slavonian sista vedic kostha abdomen from the indo-germanic root kaustho equals viscera lower abdomen room storeroom prelwitz compares certain greek words equal to urinary bladder bag purse sanskrit kustrus equal cavity of the loins then other greek terms for cavity or vault little chest uh, and then i'm pregnant here from other greek words cave hole cup depression under the eye swelling wave billow power force lord old iranian cower cur equal hero sanskrit cura hyphen s equal strong hero the fundamental indo-germanic roots are hevod equal to swell to be strong from that the above-mentioned greek words and latin words interpreted as hollow vaulted cavity hole cavity enclosure cage scene and assembly cavity opening enclosure stall swell participle swelling pregnant pregnant sanskrit swelling strong powerful hero the treasure which the hero fetches from the dark cavern is swelling life it is himself the hero newborn from the anxiety of pregnancy and the birth throes 
thus the hindu firebringer is called mata rikvan meaning the one swelling in the mother the hero striving towards the mother is the dragon and when he separates from the mother he becomes the conqueror of the dragon this train of thought which we have already hinted at previously in christ and antichrist may be traced even into the details of christian fantasy there is a series of mediaeval pictures in which the communion cup contains a dragon a snake of, or some sort of small animal the cup is the receptacle the maternal womb of the god resurrected in the wine the cup is the cavern where the serpent dwells the god who sheds his skin in the state of metamorphosis for christ is also the serpent these symbolisms are used in an obscure connection in first corinthians verse ten paul writes of the jews who were all baptized into moses in the cloud and in the sea also reborn and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was christ they drank from the mother the generative rock birth from the rock the milk of rejuvenation the meat of immortality and this rock was christ here identified with the mother because he is the symbolic representative of the mother libido when we drink from the cup then we drink from the mother's breast immortality and everlasting salvation paul wrote of the jews that they ate and then rose up to dance and to indulge in fornication and then twenty-three thousand of them were swept off by the plague of serpents the remedy for the survivors however was the sight of a serpent hanging on a pole from it was derived the cure the cup of blessing which we bless is not the communion of the blood of christ the bread which we break is it not the communion of the body of christ for we being many are one bread and one body for we are all partakers of one bread first corinthians ten sixteen seventeen bread and wine are the body and the blood of christ the food of the immortals who are brothers with christ and greek word for those who come from the same womb we who are reborn again from the mother are all heroes together with christ and enjoy immortal food as with the jews so too with the christians there is imminent danger of unworthy partaking for this mystery which is very closely related psychologically with the subterranean hieroscamos of eleusis involves a mysterious union of man in a spiritual sense which was constantly misunderstood by the profane and was retranslated into his language where mystery is equivalent to orgy and secrecy to vice a very interesting blasphemer and sectarian of the beginning of the nineteenth century named unternacherer has made the following comment on the last supper the communion of the devil is in this brothel all they sacrifice here they sacrifice to the devil and not to god there they have the devil's cup and the devil's dish there they have sucked the head of the snake there they have fed upon the iniquitous bread and drunken the wine of wickedness unternacher is an adherent or a forerunner of the theory of living one's own nature he dreams of himself as a sort of priapic divinity he says of himself black-haired very charming and handsome in countenance and every one enjoys listening to thee on account of the amiable speeches which come from my mouth therefore the maids love thee he preaches the cult of nakedness ye fools and blind men behold god has created man in his image as male and female and has blessed them and said 
be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and make it subject to thee therefore he has given the greatest honour to these poor members and has placed them naked in the garden etc now are the fig leaves and the covering removed because thou hast turned to the lord for the lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom there the clearness of the lord is mirrored with uncovered countenance this is precious before god and this is the glory of the lord and the adornment of our god when you stand in the image and honour of your god as god created you naked and not ashamed who can ever praise sufficiently in the sons and daughters of the living god those parts of the body which are destined to procreate in the lap of the daughters of jerusalem is the gate of the lord and the just will go into the temple there to the altar and in the lap of the sons of the living god is the water-pipe of the upper part which is a tube like a rod to measure the temple and altar and under the water tube the sacred stones are placed as a sign and testimony of the lord who has taken to himself the seed of abraham out of the seeds in the chamber of the mother god creates a man with his hands as an image of himself then the mother house and the mother chamber is opened in the daughters of the living god and god himself brings forth a child through them thus god creates children from the stones for the seed comes from the stones End of section twenty five